0: regards to my opinion on the hosts of 9,000. I believe they are trying to achieve a better future for our world. They are the future of mankind. We should respect them and look up to them. I like the BBC. I like documenter-filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself.
1: Look, And these blasphemous instincts, which are, are put to the service of the Crown, had a voluptuous quality in the sense that this was a necessary sacrifice of morality. What? We should respect him and look up to them. They're trying to achieve a better future for our world. They're the future of mankind. I can't get them out of my head. I like the BBC. I like documentary filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I can't get you out of my head. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself. I am scared of BoxyContin.
0: Welcome to 9000 plus BBC presents 9000 plus BBC.
2: Welcome to BBC Buddies, where we explore Adam Curtis's <laughs> six-part documentary series for the BBC, Can't <laughs> Get You Out of My Head. Why is that funny?
3: Don't, don't try to rope him in with energy and pizzazz. <laughs> Welcome to BBC I was Buddies. trying to match the
2: austere tone <laughs> no. of the intro, Mark. I you were trying to remember what this was. No, I, I remember exactly what this was, and I remember I remember what time we were <laughs> supposed to start doing this. I thought this. you were going to bring that up. Well, you ba- you you dangled the
3: fruit. <laughs> I did. It, it hung low enough. Well, it was only one hour off yep. on, from the man who scheduled it. Hey, Josh, the reason I say that is we last visited Adam Curtis for our BBC buddies, mm-hmm. Buddy Ying, 11 months ago.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, really, it's just a testament to the enduring nature of this six-part documentary series for the BBC, Mark.
3: And it's an enduring testament to the fact that we never give up. No, we never give up. We will finish.
2: We start something, we finish it. And you know what? Newsflash, Mark, it doesn't end with episode six. No. Where we explore the final episode of the docuseries. This closes out with episode seven. And that's going to be an interview, probably a Zoomer. He might want to fly out. We're going to get Adam Curtis himself on this podcast. We're going to do our best. Hey, we were able to get Legs McNeil to close out (laughs) Book Buddies. (laughs) No. For please kill me, he was uh, he was eager to believe, join the Fred. I can't
3: believe that happened. I wouldn't believe it if Adam Curtis joined. I might be a little nervous. Ah, but it'd be fun. Okay, I'd be an hour late. Yeah,
2: three intellectuals butting heads. Mark, what could go wrong? One, I mean, nothing
3: if you show up. All right, Josh, Mark. If I recall, the way this show goes, the, what which show this this particular this reacts show or the the BBC series. We talk about these important concepts and ideas, yes, introduced by Adam Curtis thematically throughout this series. Indeed, we talk about ominous and corrosive forces over and over again. Oh, that's that even happens. Better. We play a few sound clips. We try to. And here we go. This is, this is the moment of truth. <laughs> Before this show was scraped from YouTube, I was able to capture comments for this episode so we can oh. read the YouTube comments, but do we have the sound cue? Of course. Oh, you've made my day. Yeah, of course we have the sound cue,
2: Mark. Oh, you've made my this day. This is a professional operation <laughs> for the most part.
3: Well, I'm ready to dive right in then because I know you you are pressed for time. I am pressed for time. Pressed oh, by well, you. Well, you can't make time for the show.
2: Okay, here we go. <laughs> Trying to flip the script, huh, Mark? <laughs> Well, that kind no, of behavior right there, what, oh. you're, what you're trying to do there is indicative of what this episode is about, right? The lordly ones. I'm being lordly. You're trying to rewrite the script. You fuck something up and you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to rewrite the script a little bit. You're trying to create this fantasy <laughs> oh, world. This is going to be best episode ever because you can <laughs> cut the tension with a knife. Here it comes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding though because that's what this episode's about, right? It's about the British going into China and get, well. getting everyone hooked on opium. And then that, well, partially, but then they feel bad about it. Right. So they, they want to rule and they, they do something similar in Iraq. They go in, they want to kind of rule from afar. They don't really understand what they're doing. So then they kind of
3: tiptoe away. I need a visual on that. They kind of tiptoe away
2: back to the motherland and concoct these fantasies about the greatness of the British empire. And
3: that's interesting.
2: It's a lesson that America learned well, Mark, because we do the, the very same thing. Well,
3: you've just summed up the whole episode.
2: The lordly ones. But
3: what's interesting to me is that even if we can't, if you, you either do it externally, the exceptionalism, let's go conquer some lands and instill our way of life in places. And if you can't do it externally, you also do it internally with these weird nationalistic folk dance revivals and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, that it's part happening. was very interesting to me.
3: It's just a, it's just a force that can't be denied. Clearly, we are living in it here today.
2: Yes, so in in in-country, we uh, romanticize and uh, mysticize the the folk people, (laughs) the people who have kept themselves away from the corrupting... Those
3: those damn folk people.
2: (laughs) The corrupting rigors of city life, right? Right. We imbue them with magic.
3: Multicultural urbanizing city life, yes.
2: And then we go to these other countries where we don't understand much. And a, we find just... some folk people there. Yep. We... And we empower them, kind of to take charge. Don't let the lordly ones. And, and but we'll we will take guide that, Adam all. Curtis. We're we, you know yeah we're the puppet master. We're the lordly ones from afar, oh. imbuing the folk people, whether they want it or not. They don't. Well, unless they're the KKK, as we learn. That's true. Throughout this episode.
3: 5 million marching on what? That's a little... I'm jumping ahead. We're jumping all I around, know, Mark. I know people who have, are coming into this hot off of part four, yeah. which was called...
2: They got a push notification.
3: <laughs> but what if the people are stupid? Well, no, they might listen to it thematically
2: in our playlist. They might, Mark. That's true.
3: <laughs> it's timeless, in any this case. Timeless this is content. A, yeah. So uh, they're going to want to know what happened to Zhang Xing. Zhang Xing.
2: Well, the sun set on Zhang Xing in a <laughs> Kind of a sad way, right? She used her undergarments in prison to fashion a She's noose.
3: Ten years in solitary confinement oh, under she. dung... Dung pao, dung chin, pao Chen. chin. Mm-hmm. Yep, she fashioned a noose rope out of undergarments and socks. Hung herself. And martyred for the cause.
2: Yep. And it left China. China's in a precarious place, right? Because Yes, uh, why, why, why? Ooh, let me see if I can remember. Is it careening towards kind of this individualistic? Oh,
3: you are you. Oh, type you, society. You. Yeah, the answer is yes. Okay, but he doesn't actually get to that until much later in the show. But he tees it up here because it's if they don't because under dung. <laughs> is it dung? I, dong. Dong. I'm sorry. I'm being very insensitive, but I don't know what it is. Well, I didn't write it down. <laughs> It's hard for me. All right.
2: Insensitive or just a poor student of history?
3: Poor student of history. They rejected the revolution Mm. and the communist spirit.
2: And I believe they said it would not be televised.
3: And then they rejected democracy. They weren't going toward democracy. It was all about commerce and money. Remember, Mm, That's right. Cheap goods ensnare the West. Just like Britain would ensnare them with opium, they were ensnaring us with cheap, Goods and commerce, yeah. So, they, what were they going to? They didn't have anything to believe in, which is your point. What would come, but then creep in, is the sense of individualism later, but not until they did some inventing of conspiracies, all of all on their own. Oh, really? They did their own little,
2: they nationalistic. They they, 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 they made some movies.
3: They brought back the the yellow peril of Queen Victoria opium. That's where that came in. Mm-hmm. That wasn't happening anymore. No. Okay, got it.
2: Fu Manchu at that point was just an unfortunate uh, facial hairstyle.
3: That God, I, I think that's a good movie. I think that holds up? Any of those Doctor Fu Manchu movies?
2: Boy, I don't know. I don't know if you'd find a streaming service willing to take the risk <laughs> I think on those. That's
3: a hot potato. I didn't. I didn't write a specific quote here, Josh. That I think it's important. Quote something i don't know what quote introduce a dark and corrosive fear into the heart of British society
2: I think it was the realization you know that, that they had coming. of what they'd done to the Chinese people by ruining you know yes, millions of was. people's lives with opium, the oppression of opium yes. it wasn't mind control, or no it wasn't con- physical control, it was mind control right that's something right. like that he says something like that he
3: says the word <laughs> mind control and that the, and also like the, the most obvious, pernicious, sanctioned drug trade in history.
2: Yes, this was the most, most lucrative,
3: lucrative, lucrative as well. Oh, Josh! Wow. I also noted though that probably at this moment when he says "a dark and corrosive fear," that song that comes up quite often. You you would know it. I think it's the first song he plays in the episode.
2: Kind of guys uh, that maybe, but it's.
3: Who knew whether I picked up on this after being influenced by Adam Curtis or if it's just serendipitous? That is the song Rhubarb by Aphex Twin. Oh, yeah. That's your favorite pie. <laughs> it's not, only, it's only called Rhubarb by those in the know. But <laughs> by those in the know, that's right. Like
2: Jam Band aficionados. Well,
3: because I got YouTube this little thing and I they studied the chord progression of that song. It's a beautiful little, it's like five chords. Yeah, I learned it. You
2: learned five chords on
3: an electric guitar.
2: Oh, now are you talking about like a strummy version, or are we talking like a full-on noodled-out version where you're? No,
3: no, no, strummy. Oh, okay. I mean, I you you learned to strum five chords. How long did that take? For him, (laughs) years. (laughs) For him, it's pads of ambient synthesizer or something. Oh, I see. I just just,
2: so you're likening yourself to Aphex Twin. I forget that producer's name. There's all sorts. I I think in my youth. Mm. I mistook Aphex Twin for some style of music I didn't care about. I thought it was like super aggressive dance music. I think maybe because of the weird like stretched face imagery. There use. is
3: he has that phase.
2: But now again, credit to Adam Curtis. I'm revisiting their back catalogs and realizing there's all sorts of music in here. A lot you of know it. They are you trying? He, to- they, he, <laughs> him. are
3: You being gendered? I'm being con- I'm a <laughs> poor student was- <laughs>
2: of music history. <laughs> okay, not insensitivity here. No, it's a he. I believe a like- snarky he. I've read about he.
3: It's a
0: he.
2: He's a little snarky. It's a one he. But I mean, there there is some of the most textured, luxurious, beautiful, melancholic pop. You're going to find anywhere, Mark.
3: Well, very uh, innovative synthesizer work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Around the... Just time after time. He is to
2: pads and synths. Weird old synths. What you are to pedal boards. I think (laughs) we can agree. You've revolutionized the game.
3: Yep, I have. Okay, all right. We got the dark and corrosive force, Doctor Fu Manchu. Oh well, you know what that led to, though. The that was rekindling the nationalist fear within Britain. That maybe I'm getting this wrong. It's possible. Well, no, that's why all that stuff, those movies came out because oh, they're oh, well, they're angry about what we did to them for the opium trade, and they're going to rise up. I guess. Yeah, they're going to come though, get even us. Even though there was that's because there's one thousand total, I don't know if it was Chinese or Asians, in Britain at the time. Yeah. But they stoked this fear. Oh, boy. Classic. classic time and classic time lordly again. lordly behavior.
2: I think if there could be... I mean, the two words to describe humanity kind of in a nutshell, if you had to, corrosive fear.
3: Yep, and they're both in that line. I know, dark. You didn't get dark in there.
2: I think dark's implied if you're corrosive. talking about corrosive fears. There's not like a gleaming white corrosive fear. That's Unless true. you're talking about, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, variety of fear where they're mistaking clue, clue, Ku Clu? Klux. Clu- I don't I actually don't give a shit about pronouncing their name. Yeah, names we don't care.
3: Let's get it wrong. Fuck them. Meanwhile, meanwhile, democracy in ascension. Josh, do you remember this cut to all the Eastern European countries? It was Lithuania and Chechnya riots in the streets. Well, wasn't that telling? Wasn't that, that, it? Because I didn't note it. Of course, the last time I watched this was probably before. January 6th, mm-hmm. and here's footage of these people storming what looked to be the capital of Lithuania, crawling into the building.
2: Yeah, and it seemed, I, I remember you, when you when you see footage like that pre-January 6th, it always <sighs> felt absolutely like foreign in a way, you know? Oh. You were like, oh, this,
3: that's, I thought that's, you were saying it always felt hopeful. Like there. No,
2: but you could just, you never thought so, you'd see something like that here. Correct. You foolishly never thought that you'd see something like that here. As a poor student of history, <laughs> you failed to recognize that what happens there could very easily happen anywhere. Is yeah. that American exceptionalism in a nutshell? Mm, yes. Did I
3: just wrap it up? Yeah. <laughs> the mic dropped. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, we do cut to Rodney King and that lovely oh footage God. of six days of Rising. That is awful. That I had not normal. seen That's that my footage first
2: in a really long time. I have a cue here. Do you? I Thir- can try and pull it up. 1330. We're trying some new tech. It was working great. An hour ago? <laughs> an hour ago at 930 when we were supposed to start. But I think something about I think you gotta go your to th- tardiness is. Uh,
3: uh-uh. 1330 and go for about a minute, I think, because it ends with that lovely woman on the street speaking truth to power.
2: That's the one I was trying to play earlier, and it, the sound was really jacked. But what she says is right on. I know. It, it Let is. me see. Let's try here. Yep, there's a burning building. Rioting. Someone just kicked in a window, but yeah, it sounds
3: all weird. There's no there's no voiceover. Oh god.
2: It's just music.
3: At thirteen thirty.
2: Yep, I oh, see now she's talking and I can't hear anything. Uh. But look, if I skip ahead a little bit. You can barely hear that guy. <laughs> if I skip ahead a little more, you know what, Mark, let's go old school. <laughs> let's go right in the mic here. Okay. Yep. Cause, uh, you you, can't
3: you, you, there's only three of these. You can, you can spare, bear, th- bear with us. I was going to say suffer through these.
2: I so wanted this to be just a paragon of quality technology synergy. Well, the next
3: one we better dial in. Cause that's the one Adam Curtis is going to hear.
1: Despite all the reforms and the changes in attitudes since the 1960s, nothing had really changed. It seemed that those in power in America were still deeply racist and would use violence against blacks in America to maintain that power.
2: Ah, uh, uh, there it is.
3: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, unbelievable. Do you think
3: they heard any of that? <laughs> <laughs> it was all right.
2: Uh, yeah, it was hard. It's hard. I, I, I will say, I don't know if it's was because that- the the video's been taken from YouTube. You'd think it was the same video file. I don't know, but sometimes oh, the audio, the mixing on the audio, is a little little intense. I see. Sounds pretty good through headphones. We'll see. If you didn't, in if like you didn't a room speaker?
3: It's very bass-heavy, Mark. <laughs> if you couldn't make that out, there was the sonorous voice of Adam Curtis saying that America is racist yet again. Dark and pernicious forces. There was a woman on the street speaking to the moment in time. Yes. Admonishing those who were li- rooting and looting. Rooting and looting. Rooting, rioting roo- and looting. Rioting and looting. <laughs> But sympathizing, empathizing with them, that America is trying to make the black man extinct. Yep. And she ends with a. But she also says, everybody.
2: more powerfully." But we will, we will survive. Yeah, she does. Sorry, we we will survive.
3: Josh, I mean, was that today?
2: That was way back in nineteen
3: ninety-two. No, I 91. think. That, I think that wasn't that just they could do that. To, yeah. If I'm looking at the headlines today, didn't we just? Didn't that just happen today? We we charged four more, four officers in the...
2: Uh, I hate to have to quote Breonna Cinderella Taylor. here, Mark, but the more things change, the more they stay the same.
3: Which, which of the unnecessary deaths at the hands of police for young black people did we charge officers for today? Uh, I just saw that.
2: Are you talking about the Breonna Taylor case? Yes, yes. Yes, they, they charged four officers today. Uh, that was a couple days ago, Mark. I think no, no, I order. think it was. <laughs> Brighten up your news feed there. You're you're as tardy on your news feed as you are to this studio.
3: <laughs> nice nice delivery. All right. Well, good. We got that cue in there, which yes. then cuts, of course, to it does a good job of the parallels happening in the U.S. and U.K., mm. as I just did, not saying America and Britain, but going U.S., U.K., <sighs> making my own parallel.
2: You are shrewd, dude.
3: <laughs> Uh, you got the uh, the Guilford Four coming out of prison. Yes. Wrongfully accused, of, I think, of uh, IRA bombing, something to that effect. Yes,
2: that, yeah, that, it, maybe, that no, is an impassioned exit. No,
3: no, maybe that was the Birmingham Six. Oh, God. An impassioned exit where they they got a mic and s- said the same thing. Basically, there's these people in power in there that had to have a scapegoat, and that was us. And But,
2: ah! it, but worse, like they were told as as they were being... Yeah,
3: right. Shaken down, (laughs) like,
2: we know you didn't do this. We don't care. We need somebody. There's some people in power that want to stay in power, and they need you to...
3: Why? Because you can never show the establishment to be wrong. That's interesting, because that is the change between then and now. Now the establishment has been shown to be often wrong. Oh.
2: Ain't that the truth. What are you doing over there? I'm just hoping that you'll keep talking so I can try... And did you just get a
3: iced coffee delivery during?
2: Yeah, you know, my... Was that a young Uber my, Eats delivery boy? No, you know, my thoughtful son went to Cake Crumbs. He probably would have... <sighs> I know that he would have picked up a drink for you <laughs> had you been here when he left. In fact, he was waiting around. He actually Aww. he actually didn't want... He's like, was feeling weird about leaving to take Obi on a walk. He's like, I, I hope everything's okay. I should, maybe I should wait. He's <laughs> like, you don't need to wait. <laughs> No, I said. I said. Actually, you know, it is very unusual. It's not unusual for Mark to be extremely late, but it's very unusual to not hear anything from him about it. Yeah, well. So and then and then he said, and then he said, he's probably still sleeping. And I was like, come on, he is. And then he said, last time we were over there, they said that he often sleeps in really (laughs) late. I was like, he is not still sleeping. That is not why he's late. But now. I feel like maybe yep. that is what happened. <laughs> no comment. Still, you were still <laughs> no asleep. Comment. Hey, but clearly it was worth it because in I'm your I'm no sleep, Sir Percy Craddock. The, these thoughts are germinating. <laughs> trying to bring it back to the show. Wait, now let's see here. What? I'm trying a new tactic here, Mark. Okay. Oh, no, let's just- uh, yes. I don't think it's actually working.
3: Do you, you want to cut or do you want to stay live? No, no, stay live. All right, I'll just keep going then. We got- Sir Percy Craddock, who I just a name like that, you always got to, something good's going to happen. I think if I, as I recall, he was a, was he a, he was a, some sort of bureaucrat in the, that sounds UK, right? Percy Craddock, that's UK. One of these British spies. There was a lot of spy talk in this episode, at least. A
2: lot of uh, John LeCarre. That's one of my next sound cues, but. Is John LeCarre?
3: Jean LeCarre.
2: Jean Le Carre.
3: Sir Percy Craddock was convinced that the Soviets were faking the the collapse of their empire. Despite many, many countries falling and democracies uprising. It's a bit harsh. It was a hoax. It was a hoax. It was a ruse. It was them playing games only to reassert themselves stronger once we fell asleep. Asleep at the wheel. So there you go, Josh. Still more.
2: Well, then there's There's also conspiracy
3: mongering amok. What about, Mark? Is that a, that a three-word? That's, that's a three-word synopsis of the entirety of history. Conspiracy mongering amok.
2: Run amok. Yeah. You kind of need that run. Because oh. what else? I mean, amok could be uh, galloping amok.
3: Anger amongst the masses of the industrial slums. Wait a minute, though. Meanwhile. Let's, let's <laughs> pause for a second.
2: I, I, you, I know you see this. This is also an illustration of how our minds work, Mark. You are linear- You are wanting to go chronologically through this show.
3: uh, That's um, yeah. I just which does seem
2: actually the most sensible way to go about it. But
3: that's typically how. But it's also
2: like if someone has watched the series, they don't need it. Do they need the the hit by hit recap? Maybe they do. This stuff's dense. I mean, I've watched this episode. This is probably the fifth time I've watched it now, and I still feel like I'm scratching at the surface a bit. But the magical thinking idea, right? It is so deep, Mark, that it's run right into these intelligence agencies, right? Or are you getting to that,
3: Mark? Am I? Am I? Am I jump cutting here? No, I'm. F- I'm feeling as you are that we should just wash over this. Let's just try that this at this time. Let's be fast and loose, especially since we're almost out of time. Because you normally have a reporter's notebook that you're trying to get through, I do, and then right? I have notes that I'm trying to get through. Just because it's like, what do we want to talk about? But let's just wash over it.
2: Well, see, that was I took a different approach. Like it was nice last night. I. I remembered that we had a 9.30 call As time on I. this. A oh, 9.30 no. call time on no, this. I didn't do that. And so I was uh, listening to it while I was doing some stretches. I was watching it. I was ooh, I was getting in deep with it, but I was not taking notes. I was specifically not taking notes. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try and just let it germinate in my head. I'm going to sleep in. I won't get up till 6.45. That's me sleeping in Mark. Um, And I think it's paying off.
3: So, so th- let's pause here then, because... God knows when, but let's let's say we actually do it at some point in the near future for episode six, mm. which, as I recall, is a two-hour finale. Yep. Do you want to go just noteless? You want to just watch it one more time, absorb it, and come in and riff?
2: Well, I mean, we could let episode won't... five be our guide, right? Because, <laughs> you know, as soon as this posts on all the podcast apps, we both like to give it a listen. And usually, I mean... We don't like to toot our own horn in a very specific fashion, but I will say one it thing. Every rare. time I listen to an episode... It is rare that... It's the most recent episode, no matter if it's an N9000, it no matter rare. if it's BBC Buddies, no matter if it's
3: in the fridge, it's
2: always the best episode ever.
3: I was looking last night, because I did... <clears throat> oh, boy. Little sorghums. Oh, but it came in rich after the sorghums. Did you hear that?
2: Yeah, (laughs) you really opened up your sonorous
3: deep and powerful voice. Where was this? Where has this been for five episodes?
2: Uh, We might need to start back at episode one. Um, Run the gamut again.
3: I was watching it as well last night. Oh, but then I checked the playlist. I was like, wait a minute, because I had to make sure I was on the right one. And then I checked in the face. We, We are on episode we have like three left to I round know. out the alphabet on in your face.
2: And I feel like within the face, even though professional sports obviously carry on year after year, I feel like once we hit Z, we never do it in the face again. I think you're right. I don't want to do, you know, alpha. Two. Alpha.
3: Alpha. alpha. Or we could come up with a whole nother.
2: I'm sure we could.
3: Ah. Well, we got to get through Z. We got to get through that. We got
2: to get-, get through seven of these and <laughs> Z of those. That is a
3: guarantee. So back to the Lesson at hand, Mark. So let's. The only thing we'll lose there is the timestamps if you don't take some notes. We could just take notes on timestamps. You want my next timestamp? You want to wash that over you? Yeah. Because that's all about spies, Josh.
2: I was just talking about spies. It's
3: about spies at the heart of our romantic past spies. and the myth making. So spies and romance? And conspiracy theories Sounds of course. Sounds
2: like a Jean Le Carre novel. Jean
3: Le Carre, 3714, Josh. 37, 14. Do I need fucking bifocals? I have on my reading specs. That's why I can't see you as well. <laughs> but I make that call every episode, and it's the right call. <laughs>
1: and it is indeed a clock. Yes. What? And the mechanism is peculiar
2: because... That is not it. It's coming program. right up. Two, two, guys, two British gentlemen. School,
1: well, that's a... MI6. MI6. And the experience made him understand what this secret world was really about. That in a country whose power had collapsed, leaving only a drab, decaying reality all around, the spies had managed to recreate a magical world where they could go anywhere they wanted, bug, burgle, and even assassinate people without any fear of judgment or control. Just like in the Empire. There is something delicious about being told now we're going to have to burgle that house tonight. And what we'll do is we'll have a policeman outside and while the owners of the house are away in case they come back the policeman will say I'm sorry, you can't come in we've had a burglary report in your premises. And these larcenous instincts which are, are put to the service of the crown had a voluptuous quality in the sense that this was a necessary sacrifice of morality. I really believed at last that I had found a cause I could serve. I also longed for the dignity which great secrecy confers upon you.
3: There you go. That's the end of the sound cue.
2: See how I faded out?
3: You did. That sounded better. You were holding the mic in the better place for the...
2: Oh, Jean LeCount. No, I think, I'm telling you, it was the auto... The, that was The background music on this was less obtrusive to the high end of the words being spoken... Yes. That's my uh, diagnosis there. Mark.
3: That's the tinnitus
2: 101. Voluptuous.
3: Any British accent is always just a welcome, um, a a voice like that. I just want to. It
2: lulls you. You know what's interesting is like, especially when when the speaker is being extra loquacious, let's say. Yes. It lulls you into this like sleep-like state, this trance-like moment where you are, oh, Mark, you're savoring every syllable, but you begin to lose complete track of what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> that's right. I think that's part of the magic. That is part of the magic. And and how interesting is this, Mark? You've got MI6, right? It's like this tight little cabal of people just bathed in magical thinking. They they tell a story in this but why? episode, Mark, about they send someone to kind of whip uh, one office or something into shape, and when he gets there... <laughs> right. Every all the spies there will only speak Latin to him, and he doesn't speak Latin, so eventually he just like
3: leaves it's a madhouse, leaves them to their Latin, speaking that is an obtuseness, an mark. insane historical aside, because if I'm understanding that correctly, you have a building full yes, <laughs> of adult men mostly who all are fluent in Latin, hey, they're also probably <laughs> mostly white, all adult white men, all fluent in Latin. <laughs> Able to speak it, to convey whatever they need to say. Probably some, in, you know, like, what if you had to say there was an uprising with the Shiites in Iraq in Latin?
2: Uprises, Shiitis. Well, maybe you just add a U.S. That's, to everything. I mean, that's- and
3: then they did, but basically, like a schoolboy prank to like only use it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's bizarre. Well, it
2: is. But what's what you learn? That's even more. I don't even that, understand
3: it. Why did they do it? Just to keep the guy out. He was an outsider. We don't want because they didn't your... want him meddling because yeah, they were yeah, yeah.
2: they're in their fantasy land. They don't want reality. Uh, they sure are. But you know,
3: but you know, what struck me the, the deepest out of that, I can't remember what he said, but a crumbling empire.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? You have so to me these mi's. This these. Uh, this mag- is what
3: happens when the empire crumbles. But these magical thinking, magical little, thinking, takes over. They're
2: like little micro ids of of the empire, right?
3: Where are we now? We're in our own crumbling empire. Suffering through magical thinking. This is what it's like in the moment. I know. Uh, but this...
2: <laughs> was that a bird call? <laughs> I know you do bird calls. in Frustration. That sounded like a caw. <laughs> uh, I agree. That's I, that's the uh, sound of frustration. But again, good, as, as this... Brilliant docu series makes clear. No, so brilliant. We're just doomed to repeat ourselves over and it over does again. Does seem that way. Different like flavors of the same
3: shit sandwich. I'm heartened by Barack Obama and his arc of history thinking. Not, I'm sure, not his own, but that it's not a straight line. It goes blah blah blah. But it's it, over time. Like this will correct itself somehow.
2: We're inching upwards. It's like Sisyphus. But
3: it's just so painful a process, right?
2: But every once in a while, he gets the. The dung roll to the top of the hill. The dung roll. The dung, isn't it? A dung beetle,
3: Sisyphus? Second time. It the, is dung.
2: The dung came up? Oh, dung dong. Dung <laughs> dong. Josh. Mark.
3: E.M. Forster. Speaking about... Passageway to India. Speaking of another loquacious British voice, I don't think he got a voiceover for this, but it was just a quote of his. Speaking to the rise of the industrial slum... The retreat into the folklore, the idols of folklore. I D Y L L S. Nice. E. Forster. England is being menaced by. Th- England is. Uh, England. England.
2: Can you make it more like news? <laughs> like England is being menaced. Uh,
3: England is being menaced by the inner darkness and high places that has come with this commercial age. <gasps> Not bad. Well, that's pretty good. Not, not
2: good, but not bad. See, but again, I, gotta, I was uh, I was listening to the syllables. No I don't
3: know it. what what he what did he actually just say? England is being menaced. Okay. There's menace trouble. Good word though. There's a
2: problem. By the inner darkness. The problem is within.
3: In high places. Ooh, up in those lordly. ivory towers. The lordly ones. That has come with this commercial age. Individualism. Anti folklore. Mm. mm. Just another, just another summation of this episode is all about <laughs> summing up. <laughs> I don't know, Josh. We're, we've done
0: a
2: little more than summing up. We're digging a little bit. Oh, of course. I mean, it's really hard to go deeper than Adam Curtis is the main problem, right? It is very hard. It's like this guy's all in, all Not, in.
3: Unless you want to, uh, another fascinating aside that comes to mind to me, for me, the. F- whoever the filmmaker was it the director or the producer i can't recall but whoever made doctor no
2: oh yeah turned also, around and
3: made a propaganda film for saddam hussein
2: yeah it was uh tr- it was like highlighting his exploits because when the, the long
3: days i wrote that down the long days
2: when the british pulled out of iraq right someone gave him a list of suspected communists and he used that list to just start killing people right th- who were suspected communists and that thrust his ascension into power right let me get a good filmmaker and this then he guy got dr no. Love <laughs> dr no so i'm gonna have this guy <sighs> film dr sod
3: there was that theory that adam did a good job of weaving that tale he's a how, master weaver of how we sowed our own demise in the middle east time and time again
2: and how britain
3: yes. and u.s UK. u.k u.s u.s u.k
2: US, UK, and how the US is doing it too, right? Then he talks about all the, yeah. how the CIA toppled. They tried to attempt like over 60 coups. They've And they've succeeded, I think he said, 26 of them?
3: S- 66, 26, correct. You jotted down those stats? I absolutely did. Who's the statistician? <laughs> absolutely. Right after my John Le Carre quote. I mean, Congo. They did it in the Congo, in Iraq. Uh, oh, God, then it shifts. Oh, no. I shouldn't be referring to my notes if we want to wash over the experience of the fi-
2: well, I mean your financial notes.
3: collapse. Your notes are
2: helpful. It's like it's like we're we're on a hike, Mark, through dense wood, but every once in a while we see one of those what do they call those stacks of rocks? A cairn. A cairn. We run into Mark has taken Mark's providing us little cairns. Thank you. So thank you for those, Mark.
3: <laughs> no problem.
2: I think I see one off in the distance.
3: It could be the financial collapse of nineteen ninety
2: eight. Oh, starting yeah. in
3: Thailand with a property bubble bursting. Panic in the West spreads to Korea, Indonesia. Exchange rates crash, 80% declines. Riots looting. The old corrupt imperialism is returning in a modern form, global economics. Yes.
2: And as per usual, those economies collapse, and everyone there is screwed, and all the Western people who put their money and get their money back.
3: They find a way to...
2: They get their money out. (sighs) There was one instance where one country... Was it Malaysia? I think they actually get some aid, but all that money that comes in goes right, right back out to
3: the U.S. debt holders. Yeah. Yeah, those debt holders.
2: Why is the world run by assholes? I think that's
3: the part. Do you, is there is there like a corrupt power? I forgot about the.
2: Do you kind of have to be an asshole to want to be in charge?
3: Power kind of corrupts.
2: Power corrupts.
3: Corrupt power.
2: Well, I mean, Jimmy Carter, man. I liked him. The burn dog. Who's the
3: burn dog? <laughs> Is that Jimmy Carter? Oh, it was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, the burn dog. Got it. Yeah, he's kind of got some feel the burn. Jimmy Carter vibes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a
2: little bit. But more like, why edgy. can't Stacey Abrams be president? I feel like if she was just suddenly president, they'd, and we could suddenly get the, 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 all the
3: the lordly ones would go. Out. The lordly ones would go nuts, and they'd fuel a resurgence. That's it's happening. How do we get rid of the they'd lordly fuel ones? Fuel a resurgence of some sort of racist. Streak in America, bring them up into power. It's it's happening. It's the fucking lordly ones. <laughs> that's it's that's what he's doing. What, that's do what you, he's doing. You remember that haunting
2: sequence too, where there's there's there, there's this song, this like <laughs> operatic song about the or no, it's not even operatic. It's more like a sing song thing about the lordly ones. That song that they keep singing. Oh yes, it almost sounds like a, ch- a children's chorus or choir.
3: Well, are you talking about the? It might be the it might be the soundtrack to the a segment that I confused me. Maybe you can answer this for me. Oh, you were confused because it was it looked like an old British film. Yeah. About like a guy in his
2: little tails. It's all these different lordly ones looking at themselves in the mirror.
3: Well, I thought it was one guy, but maybe, but he looks at himself in a mirror. No, he, he's in like a certain room, but then he looks at himself in a mirror, and it's like a castle. It looks more like he's standing in a castle. Oh. And then he strangles some lady.
2: Yeah, I kept seeing like it seemed and like there was a collection of lordly ones.
3: She smashes the mirror.
2: Who were seeing some sort of inner truth when they were looking in the mirror. But that I was probably so. just my perception.
3: That might be. Or maybe it was them longing for the lifestyle that they used to have.
2: When what? They've always been the lordly ones.
3: Yeah. I I, if, if, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. It looks like maybe he's in kind of just like an apartment but then he looks in the mirror and he sees himself in some sort of castle with the fire and woodwork everywhere. and It's
2: probably just like some Boris Karloff classic.
3: But then he murdered. Then he's ch- strangling some woman. Well, hence the murder. There's, I don't understand why. But then
2: she breaks the mirror and then we cut. We have no idea what happens. I
3: know. But why is he strangling the woman?
2: She must represent something, Mark. Uh, it's got to be a metaphor, right? It's deep left. That's got him. Ooh, Let's put that pin in that. You know we're not going to wing it going into that. We're going to have... Two reporters notebooks
3: <laughs> that I'll forget but that's the question I need answered well you've gotten to the, the end of my reporter's notebook Tony Blair, the magical world of his spies that lead him to believe in the de- weapons of mass destruction I oh wait, fu-
2: Bill, you forgot about the spies all these well-funded spies in you know, all their secret little cabals like doing whatever they want all over the world yeah r- running all over the USSR failed they had no intelligence <laughs> right. pointing to the imminent collapse of the Soviet Union that yeah. caught them all, like everyone, by surprise. Oh, that's right. And then there was that one guy, like, probably Percy, who Kaddick. publicly like admitted that he was a he'd flipped and he was a Russian spy. And to Percy Craddock, that was not Percy Craddock. That was a I don't remember his name. But they wanted to minimize the fallout, so they gave him some high-paying job in Buckingham Palace.
3: He had, I think, he already had that job. That's a fame. I I knew that story prior to this. He student was the he history. was the curator of the art collection for the queen, mm. and then they figured out he was a spy, and they did, wanted to save face, so they just let him continue to be the art curator. <laughs> I assume they kept him out of certain meetings that he was in before, but oh, that's how. Or no, do maybe it, right? you're right. Maybe they gave him the job, there. I don't, maybe he went from this to that. But
2: whatever. It just comes down to the question of who is the better student of history, Mark? You or me? I. I think we're kind of neck and neck right now.
3: Do you remember how the episode ends?
2: Probably with like a good song. Actually, it ends, I think, with the same song it opens with.
3: Doesn't it? Oh, it does. But right before that is the Trump segment, right? right near near the end. The Trump-Brexit parallel. Yes.
1: (sighs) It's
2: it's lordly
3: ones stoking racial fear to maintain power. And screw everything up for everybody.
2: Yeah, except for themselves.
3: Why don't they go just speak Latin in his little gold toilet room? Well, that's the thing, He too. doesn't know Latin. You know, we've
2: we've talked on this podcast, or on the other podcast, or whatever, Mark. You know, fantasizing about, oh, what if we could just run away to New Zealand? Oh, Go live there as the world collapses. But do you really want to be, like, if that's really the amazing fertile place that it seems, that's where all the lordly assholes are going to be hiding out. Do you want to be trapped on, the, on an island with the lordly uh,
3: ones? Uh, Josh. What? Two points to make there. Okay. <laughs> one is germane and one is not. One, absolutely, there's, there are glimmers of that happening right now. They New Zealand has pretty strict, you can't just go live there. Right. But, oh, they let this famous billionaire buy a little spot over there. They figured it out. Oh, this guy. Every so often you see a story of like, whatever, Elon Musk, Bezos, some famous food guy, I think, is where I saw. Guy Fieri. (laughs) Guys in there. They're creeping their way in. Fuckers. They are fuckers. Point two. So
2: do you want to just die with the rabble, Mark, or do you want to die a more protracted, slightly painful, but maybe glimmers of enjoyment death on an island with the biggest a-holes humanity has concocted?
3: uh, (coughs) Quinn lately has been... To, she's she has very strong opinions these days.
2: <laughs> these days,
3: <laughs> <laughs> even more so than usual, maybe. Whereas she's, it sometimes it's a, to create a contrast to Harper. She's like, I'm gonna go live in New York when I get older. Ooh. Oh, interesting. But then it was like, I'm gonna go live in uh, North Carolina. I'm like what? I think it was beach, beach, smaller. Every so often, it's a smaller town vibe coming out of her, which led her to say, "Now Canada." She's like, I want to go live in Canada. And I'm like, shh, that's the, that's a good call. Yeah. Don't talk about <laughs> that. It. We all got to get are. up there and figure it out. A little bit cooler, a little bit nicer. Yeah. Uh, uh, my second point was uh, Red Twist and I had a Lover's Week up in. Whoa. <laughs> It just, just unexpected. It was like a
2: blow to the gut. Ugh. No, I mean, I'm very happy that you guys were making love all weekend. That's no. That's how you should no, be spending just, your free time together.
3: It was just a lover's retreat up in the mountains. And I watched The Return of the Hinder people. The Return of the Wilder people. Wait, you go on a lover's
2: retreat and you're watching movies? You're not just, you know? Yeah. Okay. You need, you need to rest. That's true. You got to take breaks. Periodic breaks.
3: You got to hydrate. <laughs> got to get
2: something out of the fridge.
3: I had never seen that movie, which is a... Hunt Wica, for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People. Waika... Taika Waitati. Taika Waitati. Sam Neal. Sam Neal and lo- a magic performance from Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker.
2: Have you seen Deadpool 2?
3: No. <gasps> is that a... He's in Taika that. No. ricky baker yeah
2: that same actor isn't it oh is he still he's hilarious oh. he looks very much the same Very much, the same. and he's just as funny it was a lovely movie so is deadpool 2 speaking of new zealand have you not seen deadpool the first deadpool i think i've seen the first deadpool yeah deadpool 2 is just maybe even a little bit better a little bit better well, maybe even a little bit better well
3: josh it's time to go to youtube okay before we wrap this up yeah, i'm we, already over time uh, i know elias needs to get in here and
2: Hey, they have a big gig coming up tomorrow.
3: They do. Everybody... Uh, Maybe I
2: should remind you that it starts at 4 and not at 8 p.m. or something. I mean, whatever you put in your calendar. I'm
3: a little worried about uh, crowd control. Not. F- well, that's why we got you
2: coming, Mark. <laughs> I've got a staff t-shirt for you.
3: I'm not worried about, like, friends of the salon, but just who happened to my... Who's just around...
2: Well, we invite anyone in the Golden Triangle community to come watch some live jazz fusion music played yeah. by... There's no... Uh, uh, let me There's just really no point in promoting this on a...
3: Well, let me just cut to the I chase. I probably
2: will release this later today. So if you're listening to this and you don't have anything going on tomorrow... Okay. Come by. Come by. But be uh, on your hit. best behavior. I yeah, don't no, want I, any shenanigans.
3: Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is there... What is the tent city status of
2: that uh, area these days? Honestly, those aren't the people I'm all that worried about. You know, There's other... Oh. Uh, oh. The lordly ones that I'm yeah. watching out for,
3: <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: If you are aspiring to lordliness, need <laughs> yeah. not apply. I agree. All right, good. Uh, okay, what's your timestamp there, buddy?
3: You want th- I do have one more timestamp, or do you want the YouTube comments? Oh, the YouTube comments. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me get the sound cue. Yeah, I mean, this is a
2: correct operation. Well, I mean, you, think you know what a that, pro does you think with that extra hour of prep, a pro. <laughs> Notices that I've gotten up to do something, you're like, "Oh, I'll create the le- the illusion that this is a seamless production. I will drop some knowledge. I'll put, I'll throw it in aside. I won't oh, point okay. out that there's. <laughs> uh, I'll
3: make a sound with my mouth, even I guess. Iraq, Vietnam. Oh, the stark contrast there. With Vietnam, there were protests in the street. With Iraq, a in a massive recession. Yeah, hold Iraq. On a second. <laughs>
2: This could be your theme song. La la I just can't get out of bed. La
3: la 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 la. I didn't even hear that. La la. <laughs> I got so excited and happy just hearing that that can't get what out a of power my move. bed. What a power move. To call the whole series that and never play that. What a power move.
2: Well, I mean this That's another question. This, for Adam this is one power move after another. Oh, yeah, we should ask him, was that a deliberate power move? <laughs> I, I think he's going to be like, of course. Of course. I, I know all about power moves.
3: Okay, Josh, to the YouTube comments. I know you always love this. This is your favorite segment of any show we make. You nailed it. I'm going to give you a quote. This is Science Teacher. Science Teacher. Handle, si- handle then comment. Handle, Science Teacher, comment. Where Not is
2: Science al- Teacher 303 or something? Science this is the original Science th- Teacher. <laughs> he got
3: the handle. Where is all the real history being kept I want in?
2: Well, I think you found it, buddy. I think you, you this, it. You read this, you read... Just scroll up. You ever read fucking Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States? Oh, That's a got. fucking book.
3: That's the antithesis. Uh, whatever
2: blows your hair back. Le Carre. That was my Matt Damon impression. That was a <laughs> line from Goodwill Hunting. You <laughs> <laughs> was like, but looking at
3: Robin Williams' bookshelf. You don't remember that? Uh, oh, we have a reply to science teacher from Fifty Shades of Black. Said so, uh, you beat fucking people. since the United States. Most often, it is hidden in plain sight. This oh. is an earnest reply. because oh. these oh. are full sentences with periods. Most people are just too just dis- oh, got the two wrong. <laughs> T-O. too distracted and lazy to look. Often there are plots by elites that want more power over society and take power from other elites. Other times, it's just plain randomness and chaos made by finance, change in culture, nature, demographics with an F and not a PH, technology. Often you may try to connect the dots when there in reality is none. Are Ap- none. And then parentheses, apophenia. Okay. I don't know. And you are fooled by randomness. Parentheses. Nicholas Tali- Oh, Nicholas Taleb. Nicholas Nickleby. And you are now at a point where it's hidden. Why is he now attacking science teachers? <laughs> From now, just Google the names in the documentary, and then you tumble deeper in the rabbit hole. And then a quote. This is not an exit. Brett Easton Ellis.
2: A Brett that that's the meaty Brett Easton Ellis quote. This is not an exit do you even need, a- Do you even really need to attribute that to Brett Easton Ellis? And You could attribute that to Mark st- in a Mark in his staff t shirt tomorrow telling someone that this is not an I exit do you have can't a go staff through the t-shirt. store.
3: I have a blue staff t shirt. Well, <laughs> I think you should wear it. Um it, it it actually says this is not a exit. Do you think Brett Easton Ellis would make that mistake? Doubtful. I mean Oh boy. I got another comment. That's
2: All right. The one thing that, that, uh, what was it? Fifty Shades of Black. Fifty Shades of Black brings up, though, is like elites jockeying for the power of other elites. Where's Mm. the Lord? Where's that cage match? Lordly one versus Lordly two. Uh,
3: Interesting.
2: Let's see some of that. Yeah. Maybe in some Thunderdome society that can happen. All the Lordly ones get rounded up, and they're thrown into a
3: cage match. Yeah, just use them like pawns. See how it
2: feels, lordly ones. GEO Industries Zero.
3: Excuse me. GEO Industries Zero? That's the handle. Wow. Quick comment. Has this been censored? Comment from Odin Proci. One glaring fallacy in the impression you might get from this work is that the author seems to be an independent, neutral observer of reality. Uh Uh-oh. In fact... The BBC have a substantial claim to engineering of our current reality. Their disdain of Brexit, Trump, etc. are simply attempts to reassert their power, to project their own visions in shaping the future of society. The author aspires to be one of the lordly ones, as do all the other humble creatures of the BBC.
2: That's a bit dramatic. Ow. I don't know Adam Curtis. We
3: got a comment. But from. I
2: have watched now two of his docu series, and I do not think he aspires to be a lordly one. I agree with you on that point. He's a fucking muckraker. Yes, he and is. And
3: you can't get your hands in the muck. It's hard to be one of these when days. When you're up in that tower,
2: buddy. Thank,
3: thank God we got him. You would agree with the reply from Barnaby Brown.
0: Ah! <laughs>
3: This guy is an independent filmmaker. The BBC just broadcast the film he made. There you go. In the face, I got two more. All right. This is a, this is from the uh, this is from bread, bread, just bread, b r e d, b r e a d, b r e a d, all lowercase. As is the comment. Original bread? Nope. That's the he got the handle. He got the original. He bread. Got the bread first. <laughs> Abyss always be looking back, fam. Right, that's kind of deep. <laughs> that's kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a final comment to Barnaby Brown's comment from Renault. Barnaby Brown. Who says, anyone agreeing with O'Dean is really stupid. Who's Odin? He's the one who said that uh, Adam Curtis is a BBC plant. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Dance. Yeah, do
2: dance? I'll do my little backward <laughs> tiptoe again.
3: It's
2: catchy. Um. Wow, thank you, Mark. For uh, what a, we got it in retaining those uh, YouTube quotes. I don't
3: think I'll have them for episode six. For part six,
2: you heard it here first. Revel in those, dear listeners, because there he'll might not be up. a YouTube. You'll oh. make. He'll make some up. Yeah, he's good at making up funny handles. Oh yeah, and he can make up a quote. Squirt police. And you're doing the thing right now that I was describing to my, they were flipping through the, my picture reel on my phone and I had taken a picture of, of you last time we recorded Yes, with your legs crossed. And they said, Oh, nice legs. I was like, Oh, you don't know the half of it. I was like half the time of recording. He's got his <laughs> legs crossed, but then the top leg is like, he's straightening the knee. He's kicking it. He's dangling his uh, reef flip flop yeah, just little, by way, one oh. toe. It's all very seductive.
3: Oh boy. Well, I'm. my apologies to the chef. How about apologies <laughs> to the listeners
2: for not being able to be in this room with us
3: a little bit longer.
2: And catch co- your games in action.
3: No, well there oh there is that. My I was apologizing to the chef, which is
2: just Raekwon? What are you talking about?
3: Part five The, the Lordly One Chef. <laughs> You really want me to explain? It's not going to get any better. (laughs) I don't know. Is it worth it? (laughs) Who's the chef? Oh, that's good. No, it's not worth it. All right. Episode part five. The Lordly Ones. (laughs) Squirt Police. Who's the chef? Squirt Police? That's my comment. I'm writing it down for the next. That's my fake YouTube comment for the next episode.
2: That could be a good YouTube handle, Squirt Police.
3: That's why I wrote it down. Wait, why? What made you say "Squirt Police"? You said I was going to be great at making up YouTube handles, and I went "Squirt Police." <laughs> squirt Police—that's what I came up with. That's what squirt squirted forth. Oh, squirt ouch. Police. Yeah. You know who
2: doesn't like Squirt Police? Bomb Hobbit. Five nine five Bomb
3: Hobbit. <laughs> Bomb Hobbit. Oh, good for you. Yep. <laughs> Bomb Hobbit. Well, I'm at 599.
2: Yeah. Yep. Famous. Wind tunnel. <laughs> OG. That's, Can't get you out of
3: my head. Uh, 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 did we rap?
2: Oh, no. I'm still recording. Um, my windows went crazy here. I'm looking for the garage band file. Would Would you like to stop now, Mark? Are you no, ready to I, am, stop? Man, I, I wonder what song we're going to close with. Usually, you know, that's one thing that's missing <laughs> from this episode is we almost Roo always arm. heap praise. I guess we heap praise on effects twin. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to play some It's pretty it's pretty well if What was that super deep cut that only you knew the name of well, Mark? This What's is, that one? If called? you're gonna
3: go with Apex Twin.
2: Uh-huh. Not Apex twin.
0: Uh huh. Not
3: Affects Twin. Unbelievable. I God, that's another. Yeah, you have a knack of that, don't you? The only when I'm trying to get your Ghost, man. Syllable. Come on. If Who, you if you go with rhubarb, it's very somber. Oh well. If you want an outro, I think you might want to go to one of those bangers you were talking about back in the day where you misinterpreted what he was about. What was that one called? He had a famous one called Window Pusher. Or- <laughs> Hold on.
2: Oh, I see. You want me to go with like a...
3: Give him some Give him some energy on the way out. It's called... Here, this is what it's called. It's called Square Pusher. Oh, Square Pusher. You want some of that. Well, that Square Pusher
2: was a band. Or a guy. Another digital artist. Another pad pusher. Another pedal head.
3: Uh, are, you, are, you, are we still going?
2: Why don't we, we're still having a discussion? Oh wait, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, so, I know. That's yeah. what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> so Who's What's the
3: lordly th- one now? What is the name? <laughs> Hold on. Oh God. See, I should have pressed stop. It's the. It is the one with the weird face. Well, he did a lot of weird. Where he's face, got though.
2: like on the on the buxom lady's body. Is yes, that, that one. That yeah. one. Of course, you remember
3: that one. Oh, God. What is that one? I don't know. Apex Twin. Boobs? Is that going to bring it up? (laughs) Oh my god! The Google prowess. (laughs) Not safe for work. Tits out at NTS Live.
2: All right, thank you for joining (laughs) us for BBC Buddies, episode five, the Lordly Ones. Check back in with us.
3: Apex Twin Richard gets breast implants. Mark,
2: this is Mark, turned loose on Google, episode six.
3: Big naturals. I got your Apex Twins right here. (laughs) (laughs) Window liquor I think it's called window liquor
2: Oh there we go Enjoy window liquor